Hey guys, Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about becoming a full-time trader and if that should actually be the goal. Now, today's episode or the idea for today's episode comes from a comment that I got over on my Facebook page. If you guys don't do so already, make sure you follow me on social media at Akil Stokes RTM. I'm on Facebook, YouTube. I think YouTube is just Akil Stokes, um, but Twitter, Instagram, all of those places. Please don't feel shy about reaching out. Just be careful if anyone reaches out to you first. It probably means it's a fake account. If they ask for money, it's certainly a fake account. So make sure to block and report them for me. But today's question um, came from a person named Ham Ham. I'm pretty sure that's not the actual name, but you know that's the name that's online. So we'll call him Ham Ham. Um, and we were going a little bit of back and forth. And at the end, he asked Akil, "Do you think it's possible to actually make a full time living?" off of Forex trading or actually use it as a stepping stone to other great opportunities in terms of funding? And the answer is yes, right? This is an easy question, short podcast. The answer is yes, because I have done that personally. But I also like this question because it allows us to kind of unwrap or unpeel different layers of the onion out there. And the biggest layer of them all is this idea that it has to be super success or super failure, right? We, we, we have these two extremes. You look at all the way to the left, it's super failure, which would be the, you know, blowing your account, going broke and all that fun stuff. If we go all the way to the right, the other extreme is super success. This is that million dollar trader status and Ferrari fancy cars and, you know, all the, the stuff that you see these online quote unquote gurus selling you. The truth is, most traders land somewhere in the middle of that spectrum. So yes, you do have these, you know, a, a massive amount of traders that quote unquote fail, right? The the industry tends to tell you 90% of traders fail, right? And I would say this, right? I'm 90% probably don't fail if, if you're judging failure is like you blow everything. There, there, there are a select few out there, and I've seen it firsthand, unfortunately, that do blow all of their money, or maybe they just give up on trading and quit because they've been doing it for a long time, but there's not actually a 90% kind of failure rate, right? There, you know, so put it like this. So one step above the failure would be struggling. These are traders that are struggling. They haven't seen success, but they haven't quite fail, meaning they still have a, a chip in a chair, they're still playing the game, but maybe it is a slow bleed where instead of blowing everything at once by making a, a dumb decision or a handful of dumb decisions, they just haven't gotten it yet. They're either trading a strategy that doesn't have an edge, or maybe they're they have an edge, but they're sabotaging their edge with you know psychological errors or system hopping or one of the numerous reasons that we fail at trading. The fact is they haven't blown their account yet, but if you look at the equity curve of, you know, their actual equity curve, but equity curve of their trading journey, it's going from the top left to the bottom right in kind of like a slow drip. So they are on the path to failure. And at some point, they'll be forced to make three decisions, right? One decision is they run out of money and they actually fail. Another decision is they discover what is causing them to fail and they go about creating solutions or finding solutions to deal with that and, 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 and turn their journey around. 
or they just slowly bleed out and then they kind of replenish their account and try again and slowly bleed out and replenish their account and try again and slowly bleed out and kind of repeat the process until they get tired or whatever, right? So, you know, those traders aren't necessarily failing traders, those are struggling traders. And I think it's important to kind of separate the two because failure is such a strong word, right? Uh, the, one of the first things I put in my, uh, my very first trading plan was that I believe that the only reason people fail is because they give up before having the chance to find success. And what I meant by that is that a lot of people don't take time into account, right? We say, if you want to be successful, you have to invest the right amount of energy into doing the, <clears throat> excuse me, the right things the right way for the right amount of time. And time is the part that people typically don't invest in. And you see it more and more in this kind of instant gratification world we live in where I want it right away. And if I don't get it right away, I'm going to the thing that I can get right away. So if you're someone who is struggling, right, don't put yourself in that same boat as a, as a failing trader. You are better than the failing trader. Now, that may ultimately be your destination if you decide to kind of tread water and not do anything about your problem, but you are a step ahead and that is a positive thing. Now, a step ahead from the struggling traders, so we have all the way on the left, failing traders, struggling traders, more so in the middle, right? This is that classic Mark Douglas boomer buster trader. These are the, eh, okay traders, right? These are the traders that, you're not really losing money, but you're also not really making money, right? You're kind of the break-even trader. It sounds kind of weird, but it's, you know, you go on win streaks and you make some and then you give it all back. And then you maybe go on some losing streaks and then you have a hot streak and you make it all back. And you go through these emotional swings of being up and down and up and down and up and down. At the end of the day, you're exactly where you started. Now, this is a dangerous position to be in. I would actually, you know, this is probably for me the worst position to be in, right? If you fail right away, you know you're bad and you can go on to something else. If you're struggling, at least there are constant warning signs there that say, hey man, you gotta do something different if you wanna change your outcome. In kind of the, the boomer buster, this middle break even trader ground, it's a little bit weird because you get these false senses of hope that don't last that long. So you get these very exciting moments. And, and I, I stayed at this level for, for the majority of my trading career. I guess not the majority now, but the majority of my learning trading career. I was never really bad. I was never really slowly dripping. I was kind of in this area where I would kind of just exist and then I'd have these hot streaks and these hot streaks would give me this overconfidence. And I'm like, yes, I got it. I unlocked it. I found the cheat code. I'm good. I'm good. And then, and then go back to break even. And the problem with that is this, right? If you're struggling, you know you need help. If you're stuck in the middle, you don't necessarily accept the fact that you need help. So every time I had this hot streak, I figured it out. I don't need no help. I don't need coaching. I don't need assistance. I got this. It was just, it was just a matter of trial and error. So you get this false sense of accomplishment that you're doing something right. You're not really doing something right. And you go back to break even, but then you're so kind of cocky. You're like, oh, now I'll figure, I figured it out last time. I'll figure it out again. It just must be something else I'm missing. And then you kind of stay in this, uh, this hamster wheel going, going sideways and sideways. So that's the middle break even trader, which is another dangerous area to be at. Now, we go from the middle to the, the right side, the positive side, and we'll start with the far positive side, right? The super successful trader. Do super successful traders exist? Yes. 
There are super traders out there making six, seven figure returns on a regular basis. It, it happened quick, it happened fast, for some it happened slow, but they are living the dream. Everything you see on YouTube, everything you see on social media where these people are, and it's funny because typically the super traders don't have a lifestyle that is similar to what you see, but whatever these people are trying to portray, yes, there are traders out there like that. I have met a few they are typically very humble because it was a, a, a tough path to get there and they, they, they have humble beginnings and they don't forget what got them there. But yes, that can be achieved. Um, it could be achieved by having a magic system and just being incredible with trading. It could be achieved by just being a good trader and having access to a lot of money, right? There are many different ways to do it. Don't assume every super trader has a super magic system and they're extremely talented traders. Some are just really above average traders, which is a good thing, don't get me wrong, above average traders that focus highly on risk management, but they have access to a massive amount of capital, right? And if you know the percentage gains, right? I can be a 25% a year trader. Let's say, let's give, give a big number. I can be a 50% a year trader, right? And if I have $1,000 in my trading account, it's not gonna really do much for me. But if I'm a 50% a year trader and I have a couple million in my trading account, that's a completely different story. So again, don't assume that all these super traders are trading gurus. They're good, don't get me wrong, but they also have access to a lot of capital. And either that's capital they have from other businesses, capitals that they got from different investments, or you know maybe they just took the time to build up and grow their capital. That's the path that I'm on right now where I don't have any extra money coming in. I have extra money coming in from businesses, but I don't have like a, a nest egg that was given to me that I can just boom, kind of, you know, go around the monopoly board, pass, go and, and collect right away. I've got to go step by step, property by property, right? And I think, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say we should all aspire. I, I think we should all aspire to be that type of trader. I think the path to how we aspire to get there should be different. So I think we should want to be the best trader we could. And again, super trader doesn't necessarily mean skill-wise. You don't have to be 80%, 90%, all that fun stuff. It just means that you've gotten to that level where trading is your full-time source of income, or it could be your full-time source of income if you wanted to, right? Um, but understand that that path takes time. We don't need to be there right away. This should be something that we're focusing on. Hey, if I'm starting now, and it obviously depends on your age and whatnot, but let's say you're, you're starting when I start. I started mid-20s, early mid-20s. You're starting early mid-20s. I'm giving myself a 20-year plan. I'm saying, hey, um, in 20 years, by the time I'm 40, if I want to, that's my retirement age, I don't want to work, I don't want to do anything, I just want to live off my investments, boom, I'm giving myself 20 years to map out this plan, compound my account, develop other businesses outside and get to that level. And then throughout that 20 year process, my goal is, okay, how can I speed up that process? How can I invest more in myself? How can I develop businesses that produce money and then the profit from those businesses can be poured back into my trading account, right? What are ways that I can accelerate my wealth? Those are the questions that I'm answering once I have my trading handled. Because once the trading is handled, that doesn't really change. You come and you do the same thing each and every day, no matter how much capital you have. So the game doesn't become, or the game isn't, how can I get my trading better? It's how can I trade the same, maybe risk less, but do so with more and more capital. And you start focusing harder on the other things. And some people never get to that level, right? And if you don't get to that level, that's not a failure either. Again, this world will make you think that if you're not super trader, you are a failure. There's nothing wrong with being as successful in trading or being successful in trading to the point where it just creates supplemental income. 
where it's like, hey, this is an investment unlike any or just like any other investment where, you know, maybe it's I still have to work my full time job. I still have to, you know, do this and that. The wife still has to work or the husband still has to work. But this is bringing in vacation money. This is money that we can use to, you know, go on vacations with, go to sporting events, you know, buy nice things, you know, do some renovations to the house, get a new car. Right. There is nothing wrong with that. That is a very successful place to be in. Again, the problem is people tend to not think they're successful unless they've gotten to that other level. And the point of this podcast is to tell you that there are different levels of success. And, and maybe, no, you don't want to be satisfied with it. But, you know, it all depends on what your goals are. And working with so many traders over the years of different ages and in different, you know, places, some have that goal of, hey, Akil, I want to be a full-time trader. I, want, I, I don't want my, I want my partner to stop working. I want to take care of my kids and achieve this. Other people are just like, hey, man, I'm just, I just retired from my job. I just want to have something that I can do on the, on the outside because retirement has given me enough to live. But, you know, we want to, you know, visit different places in the world, something like that. And that's fine. Now, going back real quick, because I forgot to answer the part of this guy's question about funding. The cool thing about existing now in this world is there's so many different ways to accelerate your, your, your wealth, right? Once you have a skill. So we, we spoke about, hey, I'm 20 something years old. I got a 20 year plan, right? Back when I first started, my goal was, hey, I went door to door and started begging for money. I wasn't begging for money, but I was I was selling myself on why I should manage your money because that was my way of accelerating my, my wealth. I didn't really have much wealth. That was the way of, I guess, acquiring wealth and using my skill to accelerate it. Now you have stuff like prop firms. And again, you got to be careful. There's different podcasts, Trading Coach podcast episodes on prop firms and my opinions on them. So you can go back and just search Trading Coach podcast prop firms or Akil Stokes prop firms. And I'm sure some videos and and episodes will come up. Um, But if you can find the right prop firm, this gives you the ability of, you know, maybe you are skilled at trading, but you have no capital. Well, now you have access to capital. And if you are trading correctly, it all starts with having the skill of trading correctly, right? You will make profit off of what you're trading. You can put that into your own account. Now you're making profit off your funds account. You're making profit off your own account. You take your profit from the prop firm, you roll it over into your own account. And again, you're accelerating that wealth to the point where, hey, maybe you trade for the prop firm forever because it always gives you more capital than what you had previously. Or maybe one day you make enough where you're like, hey, I just want to do this by myself. I no longer want to, you know, abide abide to these restrictions and rules and, and, and I guess, time investments of needing to do this and I'm going to shift out and do something on my own. There's nothing wrong with doing that. So thought it was a really cool topic. If you guys have any opinions or any ideas that I, that I might've missed, I, I do these things off the cuff. So I just hit the record button. I don't think I just spew verbal diarrhea at you. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not, but if you have any ideas or, or comments um, or even critiques of what I said, let me know. Again, uh, these podcast episodes do go on YouTube, so you can leave a, a comment under YouTube. I know there's a section on Spotify where you can um, write any thoughts or comments or what there. Of course, you can hit me up on social media as well, but I love to hear your feedback. The point of the Trading Coach podcast is to engage in real conversations for real traders, and that's why I love you guys so much for keeping it real and inspiring me to keep it real as well. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you head out, do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast. If you're not already, leave me a rating and a review wherever you listen or watch this podcast at. That is the best way you can support the show. I love doing this. I love the feedback, and I want to reach more and more traders because as I do, we get awesome questions like this, which inspire awesome podcasts. So 
rate, review, subscribe, and I'll see you guys next time.